Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the CW's new series, Kung Fu. Wednesdays at 8, 7 central or stream free next day. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm doing a very, I'm like holding my, I'm holding my coffee. I'm waiting for you to talk. I would have showed you this sooner, but I was like, I was advised by my friends and your friends too, to save it for the podcast because Mm -hmm. it is something that sent me over a cliff in laughter Mm -hmm. this weekend. Mm -hmm. Like the funniest thing I think I've seen in a long time. I just, I'm curious if you think it's as funny. Okay. So uh, one of our friends, Franny pulled up something from Demois that just killed me. And I oh, want God. you to read these because, you know, Demois does these spottings. You know, they'll say, like, I saw Jared Leto in the bathroom. Adon, please. You know, like, it's just mm-hmm. hilarious. So I would like you to read as I paste them into the dock. I'd like you to read. These were all oh, you're on. Pasting them into so the dock. these were all on one slide, like one um, okay. Instagram story. OK, so read read the one that I just put. Emma Watson spotted right now at Chulita in Venice, California. Pilot Pete from Bachelor at District Local in Chelsea. The other two filming on 45th and 5th. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly out at dinner with friends at Elephant Monday night. She is so tiny. (laughs) They held hands walking out, okay? Then you get to this. I... It's loading. (laughs) Saw Biden in D.C., a (laughs) non-plus. I loved I loved Demois. Oh I'm sorry. my god. I'm la- I'm crying again. Saw Biden. <laughs> so that must be a joke that Demois didn't catch was a joke, right? I or is don't that real? think so cuz they posted it. Like me me at the coffee bean and tea leaf and there's Biden and Kamala and I'm like, ah, "Do you see? Oh my god, you'll never believe who walked in here. Oh my god." But he got a nice blended. The idea of like sending it to a friend, like, oh, I just saw Biden, LOL, is one thing. The idea of immediately submitting it to a a gossip Instagram, saw Biden in DC, a non please. Likely place for him to be. A non please. A non please. Sorry, (sighs) that like, I just like. Every every single one of these is wildly boring. That's why Demois is like, at the same time as I'm over it, I still. I cried myself to full-on tears, like, thinking about Biden in D.C. getting sent to Demois. So I just, I guess I'm a fan again. The person going, <gasps> and whipping out their phone, <laughs> heading straight to Demois. You'll like, never believe. But, like, a non-please. Like, what? <laughs> what? It's Pete. It's Mayor Pete. A non-please. A non-please. A non-please. I can't expose myself. Ugh, no, it's Chastin. That was my that was my opener for today's. I have an opener. Pretty funny. You do? I'll paste it in. I'll do the thing you didn't. I'll paste it in. Okay. Actually, you'll have to see this. This email. Thirty nine minutes ago, this you received this at nine forty a.m. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Casa Zeta Jones Coffee Company. Thank you for your purchase. You spent money on her coffee. Oh, I spent too much money. I bought one bag. The one problem bag of was, oh, the problem was she God. has four bags of coffee, and I didn't know which one to get. And so, oh, well, let me see what you would have gotten, okay? okay? You like coffee enough. You like coffee okay. So here are our, oh, I, like I didn't Duncan. see breakfast a go-go. You can buy more. Why didn't you just buy the whole bunch? 
Well, but they're twenty dollars each, and I was only going to get one it. bag. It's a business I know. expense. Yeah, I'll I'll expense it. So you have the ultimate Zeta blend, which is a full body bodied blend of fine East African and Indonesian coffees with a smooth citrus like finish. Then you have the Zeta. That's a medium roast. Then you have a dark roast that's called the Zeta Strong Blend. It's a fair trade certified, rich, smooth, bold, and complex coffee with hints of caramel. And then you have the Zeta's Reserve Blend, which is also a medium roast. And it's a blend of select fine coffees from Indonesia, Central, and South America. And then you have the Full City Blend, which is the last one that I which saw, which is you get? dark roast. Which did you well, get? Well, can you guess? Did this one put- is a pleasant Full City Roast blending coffees from Central and South America. You got the Full City one. No, I'm not a big fan of uh, dark roasts. You got the light um, roast. I actually like a medium roast. Well, they don't have any light roast. Okay, so you I got, got the, the medium, medium roast. roast. Ultimate Zeta Blend. Because it has a citrus-like finish, like a smoother finish in my coffee. I left a special, it's a, add a note, add a special note with your order. And I added like, we stan, love you, Catherine. Read your New Yorker interview, like totally stan. I can't wait till you try this coffee live on air. It is, we do tape in the morning, so you should do that. Yeah. What's going on with Philadelphia cream cheese? I have no idea, but they sent off two tweets the other day that were truly out of control. Here's one. Jared doesn't need to fight for the last bite. Philadelphia cheesecake crumble is cheesecake in a personal serving. So Ashley can't take it personally when he eats it all. Be like Jared. Get yours in the refrigerated dessert aisle. Learn more. Bitly.com slash cheesecake. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Then, do you want to read her? This is his and hers tweet. Yeah, and then I'll be Ashley. Same at Love My Philly following up. Tag who would look at you like Ashley's looking here if you came near their cheesecake. Philadelphia cheesecake crumble is a must-have to avoid any last bite dilemmas. Find them in the refrigerated dessert aisle. Learn more bit.ly slash cheesecake crumble. I guess my, I mean, half of my, this is obviously Ashley, I, and Jared, who I uh-huh. I honestly think would do spawn for. yeah. Uh, uh, what's the worst thing you could do spawn for? I mean, I just think, I don't think there's any spawn they wouldn't touch at this point. I get the last bite. You've had like five gigantic bites. Well, I'm a gigantic man. <laughs> oh, here, here's one. They would do spawn for microplastics. Oh, okay. Because we all agree that microplastics are bad. So that's, yeah, yeah. they would be like. They would do spawn for microplastics. Just microplastics. As big, like big microplastic. If there was like nuclear sludge that somebody was selling packaged like, in the Philadelphia cream cheese thing package, I think I just, in the refrigerated dessert section, right. yeah, they would sell it. Yeah, I just think that they would they they would at least take the call, you know, they wouldn't turn that down. Yeah, we always take the call, Jared. We always take the call. No, you did not. I did. Does it taste good? Does it taste really good having it all to yourself? Yeah. You're unbelievable. What did I do? Are you struggling with the last bite dilemma in your home? Try a personal serving of Philadelphia Cheesecake Crumble. Or go to philadelphiacheesecakecrumble.com to see if you can get couples therapy on us. Moving on, Janelle Monet has a boyfriend who's not a new boyfriend. It's probably a boyfriend she's had for some time but has only now been revealed and like via photos of them smooching. Not to be weird, but I kind of think that... Janelle Monet, who has been covered in the Daily Mail a few times, but I kind of think the Daily Mail was just like out looking at people on yachts and she happened to be on one of them and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, and they like got their story. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I don't know if them being like Janelle Monet dates her like partner and collaborator, Nate Wonder, is something that they were going for, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Does that make sense? Wow, you're calling her hooey? You're calling her too hooey I'm for the Daily Mail? Her, I mean, I think she is hooey. Like, that's kind of her whole tra- career trajectory. Is that, like, she's so fully underrated at every step, even though she's out here doing Pepsi ads, you know? Like, that's what's so magical about her. <laughs> is that she's, like, everywhere, and then people are like, pay more attention to Janelle Monet, And it's like, I am. Like, she opened the Grammys. I have been. She opened the I Oscars. Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't know. She's eminently hireable, right? Across, uh, what am I trying to say? Across skill sets. Oh, she's a triple threat. She's a quadruple threat. At least triple. At least triple. If not four. She's got four, I think. I don't know what the fourth is, but she's got it. Well, remember when she was allegedly dating Tessa Thompson? And oh, everyone was my like, they're dating, God. they're dating, they're dating, they're dating, they're dating, and they're dating, they're dating. And she loved that because she had that song that was oh, like, yeah, pink, yeah, pink. about vaginas. And she was like, yeah, it was like, maybe, yeah. vaginas. So Janelle Monet has apparently been dating this guy for some time, and he's not just any guy. First of all, his name is Nate Wonder, which is incredible. His nickname is apparently Rocket. Love that for um, I don't think anyone calls him that. I think everyone calls him Nate. But they've known each other for a really, really long time, long enough where they were friends, then collaborators. He's a songwriter and also a producer, so he's worked on all of her albums and wrote the score with his writing partner to that flop she was in last year, Antebellum. Oh God, you're right. That was so a the flop. music. That was a flop. They'll blame on pandemic, but I think was also just like kind of a flop. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect flop storm. But the movie from that movie is pretty. The music from that movie is pretty good, and so he's responsible for is that. It? So Have apparently you they've been dating. Yeah, I listened to it oh, because of this, and I was like, oh, oh this is nice. Okay. No, he's good. So the thing is, I think this is one of those situations where I'm going to say it's a hybrid of what you said, but also just like they've been dating for a long time, and it. This isn't new. It just happens to be one photo where they're I just, wrapped in I each just other's feel like the Daily Mail loves the romance of getting caught on a yacht canoodling. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it amplifies their excitement over a couple versus like I mean, obviously with like big couples, they're like always looking for they'll get any picture of them together. Like as you'll see Henry mm-hmm. Cavill, they're always Daily Mail's always like horny for who his girlfriend is or whatever. But like mm-hmm. I feel like for someone like Janelle Monet and other people too, if they catch them on a yacht, that's like more exciting, you know? The other thing about these photos is a lot of people publish these photos. They're good photos. Like, everyone looks great. They're on a yacht. How could you not look great? But the more interesting photos, the more, like, insightful, revealing photos are the ones of Janelle and her unnamed friend. And Janelle is, like, on the bow or the stern, whatever. I don't know the difference. On the boat in her cute swimsuit posing and there's a friend who's taking the photos maybe it's an assistant but it's like showing a little bit of how the sausage is made oh, and like, I love how you that. Have, like the debasing thing where it's like if you're the assistant to the celebrity you're constantly taking the thirst traps for the celebrity or right. the friend i know? would guess it's like an assistant slash friend at this point assistant i feel like that's where we are in yeah. these types of things if you go on the boat you're like you're the friend you're the assistant yeah. slash friend <laughs> yeah What's what are these two headlines? The two genders, you say? Well, are we still doing that joke, or is that joke played out? No, I think the two genders is still a funny joke. Is because it? Because the joke of the two genders joke is that there aren't two genders, and maybe the two genders is more of a visual joke because usually you put like a, a an errant apostrophe in there. I'm just like, if two genders is played out, but I love the concept of the joke, I just want to know what to replace it with, right? Like, I still want to be, you know, here's A, here's B, but like, if we're not, if the two genders joke is played out, what do we replace it with? 
So here are the two genders. Lily Allen shirks controversy with sultry lingerie snap after coming under fire for posting laughter emoji at a meme mocking Philip's death. Here's the other gender. Drag Race UK star Bag of Chips takes a break from social media after trolls abuse her over condolence message following the death of Prince Philip. That's pretty, I guess that'd be funnier as a tweet. Maybe I'll tweet it. <laughs> You're daily mailed if you do. You're daily mailed if you don't. Exactly. You know? Like, exactly. it doesn't matter. Either way, you got daily mailed. So congratulations to all involved and uh, rest in peace, whatever, Prince Philip. The only winning move is not to post, you know? You know that TikTok thing where that kid goes like, rest in peace, Princess Diana. You would have loved Nintendo 64. Like that thing. (laughs) Yes. It's pretty funny, right? Like, I feel like that is like, that joke is like, that has wings. You know, that'll last. Uh Rest in peace to Princess Diana. Rest in peace, love. Rest in peace, baby cakes. It's a real shame that you never got to see what Gangnam Style was. It's a real shame. You would have loved to know what Gangnam Style was. Rest in peace, Prince Philip. You would have loved this year's Met Gala. It was moved to September. You know, like that type of weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know who the the who's of the week really are? Yeah. As in like, truly, who are they? Yeah. M- Meghan Markle's doctors who were like, sweetie, you can't take the plane. Like, really, you can't fly. <laughs> oh, like you can't, can't fly. go I'm to his sorry. funeral or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Megan calls but her, like, her doctors. Not to be Can rude, I? but like, you know, when you get the doctor's note, like that doctor's mm-hmm. note, she definitely like got the doctor's note, but this version of it, you know, she calls them up. She's yeah. like, um, can I get a, they're like, we know what you want and you got it, babe. And they like write her a little note. I'm waiting to see the Daily Mail scan, exclusive scan of the doctor's note <laughs> Megan Markle received <laughs> explaining why she cannot funeral. travel to the UK for her grandfather-in-law's <sighs> funeral or whatever. R.I.P. Prince Philip. You would have loved Avatar 2. <laughs> and three and four and five Uh, what's next oh this is fun speaking of tiktok natasha bedingfeld's uh fat ass and i mean that with love because the internet means that with love and i would have meant it with Mm -hmm. love anyways but basically obviously i think every five years her song has to go viral like i swear to god this song has is like eternal don't you think Unwritten, yeah. Unwritten is eternal. So, like, every five years in some format, Unwritten goes viral. So, of course, Mm -hmm. the time came for it to go viral on TikTok. There were people dancing to it. There was a cool dance people were doing, right? She duetted one of the many people who were doing this dance and kind of like danced along and in her dance she like kind of like she's flaunting her butt she kind of jumps past and like her like booty is like popped out a little not like her Mm -hmm. naked booty but like her boot just her little bit of booty and so it's like Mm -hmm. people are like natasha bedingfield is trending for having a nice butt if there ever was a good reason to trend, I feel like that's it. So she started trending because people were like, damn. Like, even in the comments of the... Like, uh, celebrities. <laughs> right? Like, well, SZA saying, first off, the fatty is fattying. And then Andra Day saying, um, peach, peach, cake, cake, y'all see that? Like, it, this isn't just random trolls. This is, like, very famous people being like, Natasha, love your big ass. It's great. Somebody wrote in the comments, bruh, did she always have that wagon? And she responded, yes, always, thanks, <laughs> Thank you. Like Natasha Bedingfield, that's Natasha Bedingfield responding. Yes, always, actually. (laughs) Great. But the the tweet, Lil Grapefruits, who 
tweeted that comment, it made me laugh. Natasha Bedingfield responding to TikTok comments about her dump truck ass is cracking me up. I love this. And this was not even the only like celebrity with a fat ass thing of the day, which was like Chris Maloney. I guess they're shooting um, Law and Order and there's this like paparazzi photo of him. And he's I don't understand what's happening. Well, he's got one leg up clearly. Yeah. Do I mean he has his like right leg on that like on a thing and it's giving him like it's giving him like a very pronounced cheek like a very round ass (laughs) a very Mm -hmm. a very ass ass have you seen that other viral tweet like like big asses are always going viral but there was another one that was like after covid i'm gonna start picking up dudes in the library and it's just some like random like straight looking bro sitting in a chair weirdly but his ass is sticking out of the back of the chair like in nor- like a very chris maloney ass sticking out the back and everyone's right. like i can't wait to go to the library oh, it's truly i mean this is an eff- this is also like very kind of we need the vaccine behavior as well i mean <laughs> like- it definitely is it definitely is. It's also just like you never know where things are going to take you. I mean, Natasha was just mm-hmm. like doing what, what celebs do, which is like if they go viral on TikTok, you got to like get involved. And she didn't know that what was going to come out of this was a bunch of Gen Z being like, you got a fat ass. You know, like that's crazy. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. How do you think Daniel Bettingfield's ass is doing? <laughs> Th- does he have a big ass? Are they related? Did we already go over this? Are they related? Yes, they're brother, their brother and sister. Oh. Do you think he gave her a call and he was like, saw you're going viral on TikTok with your Congrats on that on that dump truck ass. (laughs) I would like. I mean, it would be cool. It would be cool if he he also. I gotta get through this. That is that him? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta get through this, and then uh, the one that's like, if you're not the one, then me. Which is yeah. always oh, I, that's like very high school Bob, like in my feelings, listening to if you're not the you're one. Not oh the my one. god, I couldn't even sing that past, but I could sing. I gotta get through this. I gotta get no, through but, this. <laughs> no, but like you know the the chorus of if you're not the one. What is it? You know, no. like I don't wanna run away. Oh, I, I don't like it. That? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. come on, it's I so good. I got it. I got it. That's like <gasps> it's that's so like good. Kind of a Dwayne Reed song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we've established the fact that we both love Dwayne Reed songs. I know, that's fine. That's definitely one. And Unwritten is like, definitely one. Yeah, I mean, Unwritten Unwritten is more iconic than anything Daniel Bedingfield um, that has ever come out of Daniel Bedingfield's big ass. I mean, Unwritten is more iconic (laughs) than most of the music that has appeared. That we listen to? Most of the music that's out today is considerably less iconic than Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten. Considerably, and and that's that's a shame. Yes. (gasps) Yes. <gasps> well, actually, to tell you guys a secret, I um, I sang Natasha Bedingfield for my Victorious callback. I sang um, I sang Unwritten. So, I guess I'll sing that. I am unwritten. Can't read my mind. I'm undefined. I'm just beginning, the pen's in my hand, ending on plan, staring at the blank page before you open up the dirty window, let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find reaching. This is maybe the best story of the week. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's just great. It belongs in the Who canon. It is... It is it it involves not just who's but the act of whoing 
um, misidentification, identification. Cavill. I just love that the we're all on the same page with, of Henry Cavill, which is like obsessed okay. and baffled by his love life. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. I don't believe any of it, but I accept it. You know, so, that's how I feel about Henry Cavill's life. I don't necessarily line, believe anything. The timeline is that on April 6th, yes, my birthday, he stepped out in London with a mystery woman, mm-hmm. a blonde woman who people did not know. So they rushed to identify her. And the Daily Mail identifies her as Canadian scientist Danielle Beausoleil. <laughs> Turns out... Wait, are you telling me it's not Canadian scientist Danielle Beausoleil? I'm telling you, despite the sun having this article still up, it is not, this woman, this mystery woman, is not Canadian scientist Danielle Beausoleil. It What's is, that beautiful sun? It is, in fact, yeah, beautiful. Beausoleil, pretty sun. Pretty ha- sun, okay. Well, same thing, beautiful sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, handsome son. Um, this says he stepped out with Danielle, who describes her interests on social media as travel and fitness. <laughs> on social media page, Danielle also shares poetry. She has written. This poor woman basically is getting misidentified. Anyways, in the comments, we have somebody saying strange because it's not the name he uses on his Instagram page when talking about her. Uh, thinky face. Because after many articles, uh, who is Henry Cavill's girlfriend, Danielle Beausoleil or Natalie Viscuso, who was identified by Henry? In an Instagram that he posted, she posted it too, um, and he wrote, uh, this is me looking quietly confident shortly after my beautiful and brilliant love, Natalie, she has beauty and brains, destroys me at chess. (laughs) So Natalie, now we're like, this woman cannot be Danielle Beausoleil and she cannot be a scientist. In fact, she is Natalie Viscuso, who, of course, works in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Where is Henry going to find a Canadian scientist? I'm sorry. No. He could. I mean, don't, don't, don't count that out for Henry Cavill. He can do whatever sure, he wants. But I'm just saying. If I'm this makes so much more sense. That Henry Cavill's girlfriend Natalie Viscuso is the daughter of a nightclub vote mogul. Would you say that makes more sense? Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yes. Next thing you're going to tell me is that she appeared in an episode of My Super Sweet Sixteen in 2005. Honey, I'm going to tell you that because it's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Who could have thought? I'm Natalie. I'm 15 years old. I just recently moved to La Jolla, California. I'm the new girl in school, but people actually know me because of the cars my dad has. My dad buys this car, we get mine for free. This car is 715 grand. Dad, I I definitely think this car fits you. Money really is not an object to me. I'm really spoiled. These are my purses, Gucci, Christian Dior. Sometimes I feel guilty for that, but... I deserve everything that I have because I've always been just the nice girl, never the rich girl. If you open nightclubs for a living, you're going to give your daughter the most obnoxious Sweet 16 in the world, and MTV is going to be there. And if you if your daughter is turning 16 in the mid in the early to mid aughts, it's going to be on MTV. Meanwhile, Danielle Beausoleil has not said anything about this. Like this woman. I kind of expected some sort of like funny story or funny notes app like, ha ha ha, that's not me. But no, uh, no. She posted a poem that, here's the poem that she posted. After or before this came out? After, after. I don't know that it necessarily is about the Henry Cavill miscommunication, but it could be. Here it says, inside the spring's wildflowers, it grows. Come winter hiding under innocent snows in the leaves of autumn's brightest trees and sent through a cool summer's breeze. Since years follow with patterns, drift past, 
be seen the notorious shadows they cast, resurgent in all the winds that blow, be it in deepest depths it's stowed, a memory that will always stay, the feeling for what got away. Meanwhile, here's me in the comments. I was an extra on Batman vs. Superman, Day of the Dead scene, where Superman saves a girl from a burning building in Mexico. Here's you in the comments. Missed my chance to get a picture with family director and Superman. My aunt got a picture with Hugh Jackman on Real Steel on set when she was an extra. The ZSGL movie was amazing on HBO Max, Justice League filmed in England. No, this is me in the comments. Anyone else disappointed she isn't Henry's new lady? She seems cool as fuck. Crying, laughing, fire. Here's me. Post one pic with Henry Cavill. <laughs> still still demanding. Still demanding. Poor thing. She's like, get out of get my comments. Fuck. I'm just trying to post a poem. poem How do you dead. find this person? Because she isn't famous. She's not someone. Who told them that it was Danielle Beausoleil? They, they need better, like, uh, fact checkers over at the Daily Mail. I mean, obviously they do. I mean, I just, I, we're doing what people are doing, which was focusing on the woman who clearly is not Henry Cavill's girlfriend. As opposed well, to you know, we is. had the, we played the My Super Sweet 16 clip. I've never had a birthday party before, and my dad owns five of the hottest nightclubs in Southern California. I'm having a gigantic Sweet 16 party at one of my father's nightclubs. Just want to make it the biggest, most outrageous, craziest thing that's ever known. From the DJ booth, they can fly you into your party. I want to be the top, most popular girl. I hope that he, I hope that she loves video games. I there, he's already establishing her as a quote, quote unquote nerd. You know, because Henry Cavill's new thing, I think, to differentiate him from like, he's so boring and sort of like traitless that over the pandemic, he was like, I do computer games. I'm a nerd. Now they're playing Game of Thrones chess. PlayStation or Xbox? PC. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a PC gamer. Yeah, yeah. What, was that from when you were young? Or? Yes. Yeah, my dad got me into that when I was um, very, very young. Did you kind of build your own gaming PC? Um, I have not quite ventured into building my own myself. I've definitely have, I have had custom PCs over the years. Um, that will be the next the next project as soon as I find enough time. Exactly, but what? when was he building PCs before? Never. Like, I think he's, they've done some focus group testing and they found out that nerding tests well. I'm just saying, I think these hobbies are fake hobbies. I don't think that he's sitting around playing Game of Thrones chess with uh, not Danielle Beausoleil, Natalie Viscuso. I think he is though. And that's the magic of Henry Cavill. Because what the fuck else is he doing? Sitting around. He reminds me of Putty and Seinfeld whenever they're on the plane and Putty just stares at the seat behind him and and Elaine's like, don't you want a book? Don't you want like a magazine? And he's like, no, I'm good. And he just stares at the seat in front of him. You want something to read? No. Well, are you going to take a nap? Or... No. You're just going to sit there staring at the back of the seat? He's a robot. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm -hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making, we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it, it can't be, there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments, and get it to my apartment in no time. 
If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to Alcohol Delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without dishwasher. a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want, and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, speaking of boyfriends... Nick Cannon. Speaking of boyfriends. is. People always say Nick Cannon's the busiest person in Hollywood. He he is. And this is sort of broadening that definition. Are so, we like, because I feel like he's a them with like extraordinary who tendencies. He's a them. I think he's absolutely But like his tendencies them. are who he times a million. You know, he's got, right? Like he's who we as well, he, he's hooey in that he does everything. He's game for everything in a way that thems are a little, a little pickier. You know, like, he'll host anything. It's very... Ad- he'll do an ad for anything. He'll release any product. He has his, like, embarrassing electronics line and credible. Right, Like, selling, right. like, bullshit Bluetooth headphones right, and stuff. Like, right, right. He is hooey in that, like, he's up for anything. We but prefer also- Ray J Electronics on this podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. I use my Raycons to yeah, run. I yeah, don't buy yeah. incredible headphones. Right, right. So, I saw this headline and I was like... I did a very Looney Tunes thing with my head. And it said, Abby De La Rosa... And Nick Cannon are expecting twins. And I was like, wait, didn't Nick Cannon's didn't Nick Cannon just have another baby on Christmas and name it like, I mean, powerful queen Not to mention he's had other twins. He's literally had twins before. It's his second set of twins. Well, aren't don't twins run? I know. Like, it's genetic. They, like, I genetic? know. It's yeah, true. They're genetic. So Nick Cannon, I'm meanwhile, I'm reading about microplastics and phthalates. I still don't know how to say phthalates. Why? Causing decreased sperm counts all over the world. Oh, microplastics uh, and okay. and phthalates. Okay. Nick Cannon must have the most powerful sperm in the entire world because he's getting so many people pregnant, and half of those women are getting birth to twins. Half of so, those women. N- half of those women. So this woman I've never heard of, Abby De La Rosa. I'm like, wait, that's not Brittany Bell. So this is a new woman in his life, Abby De La Rosa. She's the who in this equation. She's a DJ. She's like a radio DJ. She does. Um, she works for radio stations in LA. She works for iHeartRadio. She has like a influencer, wannabe influencer profile. Seems perfectly fine. Also kind of uninteresting. Started a mask line selling sparkle masks, but they're all sold out. Okay, so she posts this 
story, like on her stories, and then many grid posts where she's not only showing off her baby bump, she's fully like, there's drone shots, she's with Nick Cannon, they're clutching each other, they're hugging, they're so in love. And she says, our dearest sons, my miracle babies, thank you for choosing me to be your mommy. Interesting social strategy. She posts the same caption on Wait, all three she photos. She has kind of a funny shtick. Did you click on Club Tummy? Oh, yeah. The thing for mommies, for pregnant mommies. But it's like, like not music. a it's not a product. It's just a funny Instagram account where she plays music for her yeah. kids, like through her stomach and calls it Club Tummy. And it's, it's kind of that's kind of funny. Yeah, because yeah. she's a DJ. And it has like a bad logo. It's it's like charming. She calls it Club Tummy. I kind of love that. Yeah. I think that's funny. Like she's not trying to sell anything. I was worried no. it was some sort of fucking like waist trainer. But no, it's like hilarious. Oh, no, 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 no. Club Tummy. A waist trainer. I don't know. I don't women. know. Okay. So she posts the same fo- caption on all the photos. The, ca- the photos are beautiful, right? They're so well done. And I was like, oh, did she? This is sort of like a swerve, right? Because she's posting not only. She's posting that she has twins that she's pregnant and that the dad is Nick Cannon all at once. But then you scroll down a little further and you realize, no, she has posted about her pregnancy in the past. She just never revealed who the father was. But Eagle Eye observers back in February when she posted the pregnancy reveal photos noticed that while she didn't mention the name of someone who was the father, she was wearing an incredible logo around her neck. Oh, God. So back in February... There were plenty of blogs that were like, I think this DJ, Abby De La Rosa, is revealing that she is pregnant with Nick Cannon's kids. But there was no confirmation anywhere until yesterday. And then at around the same time, which we didn't even talk about at the time, Nick Cannon was embroiled in a minor controversy because two women were wishing him happy Valentine's Day on the same day via very romantic Instagram posts. One of them being Brittany Bell, the mother of his uh, of two of his kids, and the other one being this woman named, uh, whose name, I already forgot her name, I just had it there, Lanisha Cole, who's kind of no one, she's a model, she's like not famous, she's not even as interesting as Ab- Abby De La Rosa. Lanisha Cole posts a photo of Nick Cannon and her, and she, underneath like a, a wall of balloons for Valentine's Day. Then she deletes the photo, presumably because Ugh. she saw that Brittany Bell posted something very similar, and also that Abby De La Rosa announced that she was pregnant wearing an incredible necklace and then she posted some like kind of angry instagram story that was like stop paying attention to my life like i'm not important like this is rude don't come for me like and then she made a joke about cricket mobile um (laughs) anyway so i think she's out of the picture but britney bell remains in the picture and now abby de la rosa is in the picture and nick cannon's schedule (sighs) is so jam-packed i'm dying to see what his like date book looks well like. i mean not to be like even talk more about him but you saw he was he was unmasked on the mass singer like he's yes. the host of the mass singer but then he was like but he also sang. he also was on the mass singer like that was the big trick oh god he's so busy it's un it's unreal i it's know pro- it's professional but he's busy in a new way like usually we're like oh they're they stay busy they have all these jobs it's like not only mm-hmm. is he busy with the jobs he's busy impregnating multiple girlfriends you know multiple women like the comparison is always nick cannon and ryan seacrest but i don't see ryan seacrest like <sighs> juggling all these babies nick cannon's more impressive oh my god they called him poly peeved lanisha cole seems to call it quits with thruppled up nick cannon well, three women. It's Lanisha Cole, Brittany Bell, and um, I, I already I already forgot her name. Abby De La Rosa. I gotta but say, I Mariah Lanisha- Carey had the right idea. She was like, "Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> like, get out of here. I do not. You are not a good partner for me. I do not need you." Yeah. And they have a good relationship um, because I feel like because she did that, 
And she definitely did that, not him. Come on. Well, I think by everything I could tell, the the women who are mad at him are the women he doesn't have kids with. But the women he has kids with, like, understand, just kind of love him. <laughs> like, the, the women who are, like, dumping on Nick Cannon are not the women he has kids with. So in that realm, he must, like, be a good dad. You know, like, maybe he treats the women he doesn't have kids with a little more, like, thoughtlessly. I mean, also, but, maybe um, there's a financial element that he's uh, yeah. fulfilling properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just funny whenever you see the coverage of this, it's like, Yes, you might remember that he just had another baby (laughs) with someone else named Powerful Queen, the best name of 2020. And yes, you would be right. Powerful Queen was the last baby. Now we have the twins coming. Yeah. And Morocco and Monroe, Rock and Roe, are the Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. twins. And they're nine years old at this point. They're not nine. They're nine. I want to die. They're nine. Oh, God. Time. Jeez. Yes. Speaking of nine-year-olds, Jojo Siwa was on the cover of People. She's not nine. (laughs) (laughs) She's not nine. That's her audience. Her audience is nine. Her audience is nine. She's She's not nine. 18, right? She's 18. No, she's, wait. I think she's 17. Oh, her girlfriend's 18. She's she's 17. Her girlfriend's 18. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, She revealed her girlfriend. Well, she'd already revealed her girlfriend, but she uh, gave herself a a label, which, you know, is cool. She says she's pansexual. Uh Earlier, she just said she was a member of the LGBTQ plus community whenever she came out on TikTok earlier this year. And now she says she's pansexual. And I just love that, like, she got the people cover, like a people exclusive cover in her bow and everything. Got a people photo shoot. Perfect. Got to talk about her love life. You open up the, the magazine and you read the cover story. And here's kind of my favorite part. I work a lot, Siwa says. After earning her GED two years ago, her work life consists of rehearsing, filming, right now, her new summer movie, The J-Team, editing videos, TikToking, and signing off on products bearing her name and image. Quote, but I do normal things, exclamation mark, Siwa insists. The number of exclamation marks in this that they had to use. And then here's this line. She likes Kraft macaroni and cheese. She FaceTimes with her girlfriend, Kylie Prue, 18, constantly. And she loves Ariana Grande and Grey's Anatomy. Quote, I go to the bathroom on my toilet with my face on it, she says before unleashing an echoing (laughs) cackle. That's normal, right? (laughs) Unbelievable. I mean, she is like a consummate professional. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But it's funny because she's posing, she's posing in her convertible that has her face all over it in a sweatshirt with her face on it. With her face on it, next to her dog who doesn't have a seatbelt on in the back. Like, this photo is, like, jarring and everything about the life of JoJo is jarring because this image looks like every single element of it has been photoshopped. But it's not. That's her life. She lives in this, like, photoshopped wild world where everything is super bright. Her face is on everything Everything is saturated. Everything looks unreal. Her giant bows are on everything. Looks like another layer in a Photoshop. It's 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 wild. I'm, I mean, Damn, I'm did happy you see this her. part? Siwa and hmm. Prue met on a cruise ship. Quote, I told her my whole spiel that I tell everyone when they ask my life story. Siwa remembers. She goes, I could have Googled that. I want to know your life story. You just told me about your career. No, I want to know about you. And I was like, mm-hmm. no one's ever asked me that before. Sweet. Aww. Her girlfriend, Kylie. Okay, uh, what is next? Speaking of relationships, considerably less interesting relationships. Let me tell you something. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, uh, no, I just, no, this isn't even about them. This is just about an article. Sorry, I guess I put this here because this is about an article that just says celebs went to a party, but we don't know what it's for. This cracked me up. This means like literally, literally COVID is over because we have an article where it says other stars who were seen at this party included Justin Bieber, his wife, Hailey Bieber, Kendall Jenner, and a 
boyfriend, Devin Booker, Kylie Jenner, Kylie's ex-boyfriend, Tyga, with his new girlfriend, Cameron Swanson, Drake, Chris Brown, Amber Rose with her boyfriend, A.E., Pia Mia, and more. And then it says, it's not clear why all the stars were gathered at the hotspot. <laughs> it's like, we don't even know. Like, we're we're so over it that we don't even know why we're here. It's mm-hmm. literally just partying again. Crazy, right? That's like, that's that second dose lifestyle. And they yeah. went to the nice guy. Remember the nice guy? Oh, wow. That's still around? Yeah. We haven't yeah. mentioned nice guy in a year. It's wild. Anyways. Hollywood is healing. That's why I put this here. And it's actually funny that out of all of those people, they pulled out Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly. They must be really like clicky right now. You They're know? clicky. That's what I was thinking. They must be getting a lot of like attention. People must notice that they perform well. Yeah. Right? Like people must be clicking yeah. on these things. And I think people are also clicking on, again, very themy, Kourtney Kardashian and um, Travis Barker. Yes. The tattoo Definitely. thing got so much coverage. His like nasty Courtney tattoo. But I'm just sorry. Like if somebody has over 300 tattoos and gets someone else's name, it doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry. Who I cares? just, I don't. No, who cares? Like if ask anyone with lots of tattoos, if getting a tattoo at that point really has extraordinary meaning, they'll say no. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. at that point, whatever. It just goes into the, the mess of tats, right? But it's a where's Waldo to find, <laughs> you know, where Courtney is. Then I'm not impressed. You know, find the Courtney. Right. Find the Courtney on Travis. It'll take you a long time. Right, 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 right. Clap if you care. Clap if you, clap if you care. This I liked. We get some old drama. We get some old feuds. I mean, I think their feud comes up like once a year at this point, which is insane. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why do we still care about like the former girlfriends of Hugh Hefner who is dead and the, the uh, Playboy Mansion is sold, you know? It's just, if you're gonna be miserable in that thing, then why do it? I'm definitely gonna go down, but I just, I, not the whole bunny thing. All right, no worries. <laughs> if you don't wanna wear it and you aren't really excited about the outfit, fine, you shouldn't wear it because it won't be special. I'm so excited about the bunny costume and I think Holly feels the same way. We feel like it's such a privilege and such an honor. It's really weird and strange to us to see somebody who's not really interested. If they made a bunny and they put like made a jersey bunny, like a sporty bunny. <gasps> Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I just thought of that. <laughs> I don't understand why Kendra doesn't want to ever be a bunny. Looking back in Playboy's history and everything else, I just think it's like such a cool honor to yeah, I think be a bunny. Pat Lacey says you have to earn your bunny rights. You right. know, like I had to earn. That's why I feel like bunny. you shouldn't hand them out to every. You know, what I mean? you know, yeah. The Playboy Mansion is sold. The Playboy Mansion is canceled. We the the reality show hasn't been on in ten years. Like. Why? Why do we give a shit? Right, and we're still—I don't know, but we do talking about. And I don't care if we talk about the women; like a lot of them were really compelling. But Mm -hmm. they're talking about their feud about the specific life that they lived with this man that was obviously confusing for everyone involved. Right? Like we're still obsessed with this. Well, I think it's one of those things where it was very—it was very dark, and we're so used to pretending that it wasn't dark. You know? Yeah. Like where it's. It makes us upset and we're 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 titillated by it in almost like a true crimey way, but we're not allowed to admit that it's like in a true crimey way. But I think we're also like, because oh, yes, we loved it. Some of the former girlfriends are like, it was dark, it was dark, it was dark. But then you have the kind of the last girlfriend that he was with, the Crystal Hefner, who is like it wasn't dark at all. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I, Crystal Harris. Yeah, yeah, they got married. And then you have but but we know that the only former half girlfriends that matter are the ones that was on were on the girls next door, which includes mm-hmm. Holly. Kendra, and who was the other one? <laughs> Bridget Marquardt. 
Markart. So Kendra's Kendra had reality shows. She was married to that basketball guy, and mm-hmm. Holly wrote the book, the book that everyone loves, the Down the Rabbit Hole book, and still mm-hmm. kind of does a lot of press around that. And then what was Kendra's husband's name? Hank. Hank. They're, Hank Basket, right? Hank Basket. They're done. They yeah, up. they broke up a long time ago. But yeah. then we have a th- we have another half girlfriend that wrote a book that's also called like Rabbit Hole. You know. Well, you have to use you know idioms that use rabbits and holes. Right. Well, not holes, but rabbits. Right. So you have bunny tails from uh, from mm-hmm. Isabella St. James. Isabella St. James. So yeah. she came out and she said that Holly. Okay, so the feud is between Holly and Kendra and always has been. Yeah. Because I guess it's years old. there was years tension between them for, of course, like reasons. But I think they both thought that they each wanted fame for bad reasons and weren't there for Hef, whatever, whatever. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. who gives a shit who's there for Hef at this point? Mm-hmm. He's using all of you. Anyways, okay. So now this, this, this feud keeps getting brought up again and again and again because I do think that there is like they for some reason have this discrepancy where where Kendra says that she didn't have to sleep with Hugh Hefner to get invited to be his girlfriend and Holly claims mm-hmm. that like everyone had to mm-hmm. is that the that's the that's the feud? that's the new that's the new feud right but like the old feud the feud that Isabella wrote about in her well, she book, says that Holly's that, like, book was bad because because uh because Holly was seeking revenge against Hugh. Yes. Because she didn't get married. Because they didn't get married, which was actually a big plot point on the show, too. So it kind of plays towards that. They really played up the plot that Holly always wanted to marry Hugh and he didn't want to marry her. So basically, once you're once you're done with the girls next door and you're out of the mansion, you dine out on causing and having beef with the other girls. And this is just another instance of this. The only thing is, this is you know, maybe six years after the last time there was a big feud between, like, the women. And what happened was it, it, it all centers around Call Your Daddy. Remember that podcast? We talked I about do. it last year. Yeah, with the one one daddy's left. Sorry, Call Her Daddy, not Call Your Daddy. Call Her Daddy, <laughs> the host of Call podcast. Her Daddy. Yeah. Alex Cooper. Alex Cooper interviewed Holly Madison on Call her daddy last week. That's a good interview. Uh, a good topic. It was for them. It was good, and I and I listened to it. And the part of the interview that gets called pulled out by everyone is the part where Holly says, "As far as I know, if you're going to get invited to live with Hef, you have to sleep with him. He's not going to invite you into the house unless you sleep with him. That's my experience. I respect that." In Kendra's book, Uh she had said, like, and then I moved in. And you're like, hold on. You don't get to act better than us. Like, hold on. You do have to admit that you had to sleep with him before moving in. Like, let's let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, like, slut shame anybody or anything. But it's just, like, nobody ever got asked to move in unless they had slept with him. Okay, like, so that's no a way. prerequisite. Uh-huh, like you have sure. to Okay. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it would be even creepier if he's like, oh, move, move in, in. And then, right. like, jumping that's out true. on you. That's yeah. actually true. It's almost like you... So this is sort of shocking because Kendra has always said that's not true. And she Crystal didn't have to sleep with sides with Kendra. This. So yes. Crystal came out and Crystal said, sides with Kendra, too. I was at the mansion for a decade, almost four years ago now, and these ladies and their drama were he- were years before that. Uh, mm-hmm. So much time has passed. But then she said, I side with Kendra. So she's saying, mm-hmm. she's implying that she also got invited in before. So people like ganging up on on Holly. I 
generally, generally. So uh, in the pod, she says this stuff. And then Kendra in the comments actually says, dude, it's 2021. It's 2021. Okay. Like, get over it. What Holly is saying is extremely false. I'm like, where did this come from? Do you feel like we're going to give her the satisfaction if she got to you? It's not really that she's getting to me. It's that someone needs to have a voice against this. I mean, yeah. Hef won't do it. He's too nice of a guy. I'm like, this is just weird how someone can get away with such such a thing so this is getting picked up everywhere everyone's saying that holly said on call her daddy that in order to be invited into the hugh hefner house the playboy mansion you have to sleep with him otherwise he's not going to invite you to live there. the reason she brings it up is because she's saying that like when she was 22 when she moved in she was very like she wasn't tied down. She was looking for work. She was looking for a place to live. She knew she wanted to live in LA, but like didn't, didn't have the means to really live there yet. So she was like, it would be great if I could just fucking live in the Playboy Mansion. Like it would be nice to like have a, a stable living situation so that I could like pursue my dreams. Oh, there were and so many reasons There's a why right, these women, like, not even like, there were so many reasons for these women to move into that house that had nothing to do with him. I mean, they were literally Absolutely. taken care of. Like, And that's why I would say the interview is actually sort of interesting because you forget that like, it's when you approach the house as this apartment complex that kind of has nothing to do with Hugh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's like these women who are just moving to LA to pursue their dreams and this is a means to an end, right? Obviously, we know it gets more complicated than that, but it's understandable why you would move there thinking like, if I can just get a place to stay and that place is the Playboy Mansion right. where a lot of famous Hollywood people come and I could meet other people, it would be iconic. And who's to say that some of these women didn't have fondness for Hugh in many ways. I mean, there yeah, are plenty yeah. of non-traditional relationships. Mm -hmm. This was certainly one of them. I'm sure he, totally. there was definitely a power dynamic that was not in their favor. He owned the house. He had the control. Mm -hmm. He could dump them at any time, blah, blah, blah. But also to give them a little bit of, you know, power themselves, they autonomy. definitely, sorry, autonomy is more the case. Like they were also getting stuff out of this. They were getting an apartment. Yes. Some of them were on a TV show. They had relationships with each other, meaning like friendships, you know, or whatever. Like they exactly. were getting fed. They were getting, they were meeting lots of famous people who were coming to the Playboy Mansion. Like Yes. And to hear them discuss it like that was at least to me, someone who's used to the media coverage being so centered around Hugh, having it centered around the women was cool where right. you're like oh these women totally did have autonomy here they were like this was a strategy for them in some cases why they're still the women fighting just though loved is you, insane you know? to me then there's an ad break a really long ad break and then it comes back and she says this so you have this idea uh -huh. you go out with hef had you known all the girls slept with him or just the main girlfriend because i know publicly don't they say it's just the main girlfriend yeah okay well i assumed they all had to sleep with him at some point. Yes. But it was impossible to get the full story because the girls would never talk about it, okay. ever. And so she has a couple of anecdotes about how weird the issue of sex with Hugh was among the women, among so the people So really, who she there. doesn't they actually know. It. She doesn't know. And so she walk basically, she walks back the statements that went viral immediately after the ad break in this episode of Call Her Daddy. But no one listened like, after the and ad no break. One li well, it's not that no one listens. She does say both. But it's, she also says the other thing where it's like, you can't even keep it straight here. And she was the main girlfriend for a while. So like, right? She was the main girlfriend. We remember this from the I show. I, I think so. I mean, I just... I, 
I see them as as Kendra very interchangeable, but yeah. No, but on the show, if I recall, the reason why she really wanted to get married was because she was like assumed to be the main girlfriend or whatever. So she's saying mm-hmm. like, here's my experience of the being the main girlfriend for that period of time. And I actually don't know if anyone else what the deal was with sleeping with him. The question wasn't whether they do at all. The question was whether they do before they move into the house, right? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the dispute yes. here. Kendra said, I moved into the house before even doing that. And actually, if you go to... Isabel's book, I looked up like the mention, the first mention of Kendra in the book, and it says, I avoided Bridget because we had nothing to talk about. And then a new girl entered the group. Her name was Kendra, and she was one of the naked painted girls at Hef's birthday party in April 2004. Her job was to hand out jello shots to all the guests, but Kendra stood firmly in front of our table all night to be sure that Hef saw her. He did. He invited her out with us, and strangely enough, Holly and Bridget took her under their wing. We understood what they were up to, but we were too disinterested to do anything about it. We knew Kendra was really just like us. I saw her doing a booty dance at the club, looking around for boys, and flirting with security guys. I knew she wanted to be a girlfriend. That's capital G, girlfriend. And it was in her best interest to befriend Holly and Bridget, but I realized the limits of that friendship. I knew as soon as we were gone, they would turn against her because she was younger and more attractive and had an outgoing personality. I couldn't figure out why Kendra, at 18 would want to live in the mansion. I was 26 years old when I moved in. I had several boyfriends. I had accomplished all of my educational goals before that. And all of the other girls except Holly were older than me. But the butlers told us Kendra was a stripper from San Diego and thought that moving into the mansion was the best thing she could do in her life at that point. I was also a little disappointed in Hef. I thought dating an 18-year-old was a bit much, even for him. Mm -hmm. But the, and that's the thing about this that like is so, is so annoying to just me as like a consumer of this content because it's like Kendra and Holly have so much in common. They shouldn't be enemies, you know? Yeah. They should be friends. They should they should be able to relate to this like weird yeah, I mean, moment Hugh's in their youth. I mean, Hugh's long gone. Where, like you don't Hugh's have to gone. like Hugh sucked also. You don't have to respect this guy. Like you don't have to deal with him anymore. I didn't watch I didn't watch Girls Next Door. I did. But <laughs> I just find all of the dynamics between these women really really fascinating and it would it would make for like a good documentary with all of them discussing what their time was because i'm sure it was way more fucked up than the the reality show made it seem beyond the weird power dynamic of an old horny powerful man inviting all these young women to like basically like this weird quid pro quo relationship with him and his like freaky mansion where the most famous people in hollywood go on a on a weekly basis the the dynamics between the women i think are so much more interesting than the show, which I didn't even watch, like I barely, right, I, yes. I, I'm barely like there. I think the dynamics between the women are more interesting than the reality show made them seem. I mean, and they're and clearly that would be cool to see real because they are still happening. That situation made me feel kind of sad for Hef because I had told him that I was leaving, and he was like, "No, no, no." They ordered another season of the show. Just you know, stay. And I had finally come to a point in my life where I realized I needed something more genuine than he was able to give me. Like I'd woken up after seven years. Wait, speaking of feuds, I. Have another one that's pretty funny oh yeah another Scroll down okay. a little can we just read let's read the tweets back and forth i'll start okay wait on friday april 9th it was announced that phoebe waller bridge will be starring alongside harrison ford in the upcoming fifth installment of the franchise which is indiana jones which will be directed by james mangold shortly after the announcement was made patrick schwarzenegger took to twitter to react i love indiana jones but just not sure about this patrick tweeted He then deleted it shortly afterwards. Elijah Wood then decided to clap back at Patrick's tweet. Not sure about what exactly. The mighty force of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the brilliant James Mangold, Elijah wrote. Patrick responded to Elijah, clarifying what he meant. Quote, 
another film, exclamation mark. Elijah then responded back tweeting, ha ha, fair, before adding, a chance for redemption is hopeful. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cat B on just Jared's comments wrote, they are rumored to be lovers. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're not. Patrick Schwarzenegger and Elijah and I was like, Cappy, they are not rumored to be lovers. I looked everywhere for this. I would love for them to Cappy, be rumored to be we lovers. They're would not. love this rumor to be anything. Cappy is starting shit. Her thing is going into just Jared and starting drama. Cappy, they're rumored to be you lovers. Get out of here with this shit. Don't start shit here. We do not need this. All right. Okay. What else? Oh, uh, Trishel from uh, Real World had sex with Leonardo DiCaprio. She fucked Leo. Did you see why this? Why is this coming up? I don't know. I saw know. this, but why is it coming I up? I don't even know. Th- I didn't even know this was rumored. But Was a- she on a podcast? Oh, she was on Andy Cohen. She was on Watch What Happens Live. No, but the thing is, is like, when we're, I didn't even know this was a thing that had to be confirmed or denied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They played Never Were Ever. And he said, he said, never have I hooked up with Leonardo DiCaprio. And she said, she took a drink. And she took a drink. <laughs> Trishel. You hated Trishel. You hate Trishel. Well, I hated Las Vegas. I thought that Las Vegas was just like counter to everything that made the real world interesting before. Like the, the Las Vegas is whenever the real world fully skewed into like antagonistic relationships. Like let's let's have as much drama and um fights right. as possible. Well, it was in the, the it was in the era of MTV with like Jersey Shore and stuff too. So it, right, yeah. it was like I feel like it they was right were before. they were trying to match that energy, which was like Real World always provided a little bit of that, but it wasn't fully based on that. Mm-hmm. It was I just in my in my recollection, Real World Las Vegas was whenever they fully transitioned to being like drama central. Yeah, and the whole. The whole point of the real world, the, the more interesting, the, the more interesting relationships were just like the fact that it truly was like people from different places in America coming together and having to deal with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, then they were like, you know what, let's just get a lot of a bunch of sexy people and have them fight and get them really wasted. And it's like, true, that works. <laughs> that like, that definitely is an equation for a formula for entertainment. But that was the structure of most reality shows to come. But you're right. Yeah. Real world always mm-hmm. had a little bit more than that. And it was why real world was, it was so a little more thoughtful, iconic. a little more thoughtful. Oh, Trishel. Um, I just, it was, it's very, when I saw that headline, it was very like, take a drag of a big fat cigarette and say, I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> that was, that was just very triggering to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some quick hits. Ready? Do the quick hits. Uh, January Jones had a rattlesnake who bit the who bit her dog and she had to bludgeon it to death. So that's what she posted on her Instagram. So January Jones bludgeoned a rattlesnake who bit her dog. Yeah. Uh-huh, Got it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom are doing a boxing event against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. happening. Okay. And I don't like that. Chappelle okay. Corby, that's right, uh, the ganja queen of Australian Chappelle. fame. <laughs> you have to play the song. I'm obsessed with her. She is doing Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm in Queensland and it is sunny. I have the palm trees behind me. I can't believe this song went to number one in every country. To quote NCF1 seven months ago on YouTube, quite simply, the best song I have ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> it char- It's an international it's, s- it charted. hit. I know these were supposed to be quick hits, Lindsay, but the January Jones story, I didn't see this. Uh, <laughs> apologies, I didn't see this. The story of her holding the mallet after bludgeoning <laughs> the know, rattlesnake is there. And she writes on the caption of the Instagram story of her in a hat in her beautiful backyard holding a mallet, again, that she used to bludgeon a rattlesnake that bit her dog, is captioned, right before I was forced to bludgeon yet another rattlesnake today, I almost cried. 
I'm sorry, Snake family. This house is taken. Another. 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 How many rattlesnakes has January Jones bludgeoned? (laughs) Meanwhile, you have all of these celebrities being like, the coyotes killed my dog. The coyotes killed my dog. And January Jones is out here killing the wild animals. I mean, she's got two dogs. She's got two golden doodles, Vinny and Joey. And these dogs are not able to protect themselves. So she's got to be out here like smacking rattlesnakes with croquet. I'm just saying. Croquet paddles or Croquet mallets. Yeah. I'm just saying, January Jones has cute little dogs and lives in L.A. and has them in the backyard. And neither of those dogs has been killed by a wild animal. She is clearly <laughs> a little more defensive and stronger than the average Hollywood celebrity. That's true. She's you know? she's bludgeoning those rattlesnakes. I but, uh, what an interesting person. All right. Now it's time for Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? The succinct update, she's still in Australia. She's not leaving. (laughs) She's never leaving Australia. She's not leaving. She's like getting, y'all. She's getting comfortable. I'm saying, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Really we're gonna if if I'm just gonna say, not that we're the UK. Like we don't have any ownership over Rita. Like we doesn't Mm-mm. live in the, she doesn't live in LA. But like, if you are from the UK, you guys gotta get her back. Like, what do you do? I mean, I know you pushed her away because she was a bad girl. But like, if you want her back, you better start working at it because she's. It doesn't seem like she wants to come back to London. I don't think so. I don't think so. Rita Ora, she's showing off her incredible figure in a snakeskin swimmer as she reveals her various moods in a series of throwback snaps. She's also displaying her... Rita Ora to London is like, you'll never see me again, you know? You'll never see me again. She's displaying her sartorial flair in a metallic blazer before slipping into a leopard print crop top as she gets ready for the weekend in stylish snaps. She's having a good... It's her weekend she's baby in Australia. She's also showing off her fit figure in a sports bra and leggings after a boxing workout at a Cerro Gym, Sydney. She has a gym. She found a gym. Oh, God. She has a gym membership. That's bad. She's never coming back. She's also showcasing her enviable frame in a figure-hugging black dress with racy cutouts for sizzling snaps. And then she is the world's most awkward winker in this photo. Did you see this? Yeah. I have the a, wink? Yeah, I saw. But I have the. I have another update for you. I want you to... This was oh, just no. posted. Oh, my God. Basic queen. The basic queen. <laughs> she posted a Instagram story of her with a... Uh, oh, my God. Rita. It's, oh my God. So it's a photo of a little cardboard bowl, a little paper bowl of sliced carrots, not baby carrots, sliced carrots, like bite-sized carrots, and a tub of store-bought hummus. Uh, And the caption is, Rita, my fave snack at work. (laughs) Stars are really just like us. Rita Ora could post literally herself putting on socks and I would be like, she's still not like me. Like, I'm not related. Get out of here with this fake relatable content. My fave, like Rita Ora, like showcasing her love of hummus and carrots is a little too much for me. Rita Ora posting an Instagram yesterday, 15 hours ago, which is because in Australia time is Sunday. Actually, I don't really don't know about the difference between Australia time and America time. But anyway, she's posting a photo of her looking incredible on the beach and writing, wishing everyone the best beginning of the week. I love you guys so much. (laughs) 
this is the equivalent of somebody posting themselves like on a yacht being like Sunday scaries. Am I right? And it's like, what? <laughs> Been on the yacht all day. We're about to dock. Now I got a case of Sunday scaries. Wish I were back on the water. Wishing Ugh. everyone the best beginning of the week. First of all, the language the in this is language too. <laughs> I love her. I love her it's for translated this. five times. I love her for this stuff, but boy. I also, she found a local grocery store. She's been at, she's been grocery shopping at Woolworths. And, and the caption was, Rita Ora visits Woolworths supermarket for some last minute groceries before enjoying a luxurious getaway on the Hawkesbury River. And I think that's where she posted the, uh, the bikini where she said, hope everyone's having a good beginning of the week. What was it again? I mean, I already lost they it. they only said, oh, it's wishing everyone the best beginning of the week. It's literally tomorrow. She's ahead of us. She's like literally forward thinking. She went into the future. I <laughs> haven't seen Rita Ora in a mask in yeah, well, because quite she's, a long time. Well, it's Australia. She's in the it's future Australia, and but... COVID's over, you know, like. I bet she was Pfizer'd in January. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns, and we may play your call on our Friday episode, Who's There? Uh, support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song, and we'll see you Friday. Bye. Bye. You will yeah, 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 they want to know. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the CW's new series, Kung Fu. Watch new episodes Wednesdays at 8, 7 central or stream free the next day.